Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs but mostly lows of crushes, from your first to your worst. We're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our debut guest, my ride or die, my main squeeze, Matt Geddick, a dog dad, salesman, and podcaster with not one but two incredible podcasts. His name, Ain't Life Funny, and It Happened in the 90s, who is here to talk about his first crush that made an impression on his heart, Matt. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Awesome to be here. Super excited. Kind of nervous. Don't be nervous. You're just talking to me, your wife, about a girl that you also had feelings for. So, you know, nothing awkward about that. No pressure at all. None. So, let's get into it. Now, your first crush that you told me was a little later in life and her name was Megan. Well, I guess is Megan. She's not dead. She's still alive. Alright. Alive and well. Shout out to Megan. What's up, Megan? How are you doing? Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> okay, so you met Megan at church. Now, where I come from, the church kids were either insanely holier than thou. I am filled with Christ's love. Or they were rebelling like crazy. Are you going to drink it or not? There was no middle ground. What were you two? We were rebelling. Not like crazy. I honestly think that she was crazier than I was. Oh. Uh, but at the time, we were just like the kids who hung out in the corner and made fun of all the kids who tried hard, I felt like. Which when, might have been my bad influence on her, but she definitely was into it too. So. When you say try hard, what do you mean? Like they were like volunteering the, for Jesus too much? or. <laughs> I mean, our things were just kind of hangouts. It was sort of what I assume would be like the Big Brothers type situation where we were just going to a space where we had like adult supervision, but we were just hanging out. Like, I remember we watched movies. It wasn't like really Jesus-y at all. Like, we didn't go to a super hardcore church. It was more like babysitting, kind of. It was just a group of kids that were just like an after-school program, I guess you could call after it. After-school program at the church. Yes. Okay. So you guys bonded over being little assholes. That is something that my elementary school crush and me kind of bonded over. We would kind of talk all the time and would get in trouble and we'd make fun of other kids. Is that something you guys... So yeah. that's what bonded you. Yeah, that and just like, you know, bullshit, making fun of like shit in school or... Um, I was a big class clown, so I like to just quote movies a lot, you know, so I'd be like quoting Tommy Boy and doing act outs, trying to impress her. Bad guy in a little coat, bad guy in a little coat. So. And you thought that impressed her? <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I guess like to me, somebody that was being like laughing and joking around with me as a younger kid, I was also chubby. So I was like, I think just more that she was cool to me. And I, that's like the first thing. Like if a chick's cool with you, obviously you think she's interested. So I'm surprised that your first memorable crush was more towards junior high and not younger. Were the girls where you were, you were from in Pennsylvania just forgettable and basic, or were you just not interested in any of them? 
I mean, I don't really remember. I mean, it was. I mean, I'm old as shit, so <laughs> it's not surprising. But I don't really remember. I only went to school there until fourth grade. So if there was a crush, I don't remember it. And it was just, I think I was so young. And like you saw where I grew up, very small town. It was like there was no sort of rebellious kid that was, I was not even thinking of girls like that, I don't think so. Do you think that that has something to do with the way that love is more romanticized for little girls at a younger age like all of our toys have to do with building a family and falling in love it's like disney movies like the first man in a disney movie i can remember that was the star was simba and it was like an aladdin we'll get to him but simba kind of just like you killed your dad get out of here there was no love story i mean he fucked nala later but that wasn't the core point of the movie you know what as opposed to princesses, it was like, get you a man, are you basically are going to die? Do you think that has something to do with it? And also, do you think it has to do with your hormones kicking in at a later date? Maybe that gets more I mean, that, I, that might be something that, like scientifically, but for me, I, I feel like, um, I just remember when I was super young, it was always like the vibe that, ew, girls are gross, like that type of thing. And that was just kind of encouraged. It was more like a little rascals vibe where we were just like little boys doing like boy stuff. And you didn't want to like include girls because they just girled it up and made, you know, <laughs> they wanted to play with dolls and we wanted to play with Ninja Turtles. Girls get along with each other. Boys stand up for themselves. Girls care. Boys take what's theirs. Was there any alfalfas in your when you were little that was maybe going for the girls and you were like, he's so weird, but he probably was like a ladies man and you guys were just stupid. I don't remember kids like that. They're like, I just love like some little romantic kid. I don't really remember that for any time in Pennsylvania or Ohio at all. Really? Like my friend, you know, Chris. My, I remember, yeah. my lifelong friend, he's yeah. born a month before me, so friends since birth. Shout out he, to Chris, shout what's out up? Boyfriends, his nickname. He was like that, like he always had little girlfriends. I was his first little girlfriend, but it's not like we were serious. But I remember all through elementary, he always had somebody, and no surprise today, he has like five or six kids. Yeah, well, oh my <laughs> god, I avoided that. <laughs> I do remember like my first friend ever in life was a girl though. So I don't know if that was I don't really know what Did that you like means. Her? No, it was just like we were neighbors. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like her, obviously. She was like my her. friend, yeah. I mean, but not like, I wasn't like, I mean, we were young, so I don't remember crushing on her. Did you crush on Megan for a long time, or did you sort of move her into the friend zone and move on as you got older? See, I was trying to think of this, because I don't even remember that I said anything to her about, like, I think I did ask her out, but it was like a cringy type, she just was like, Haha, like, what'd you say? Where you just, it's mortifying, and you just want to get out of the moment type things. So, I think I probably crushed on her like in junior high but then when I got to high school it was just like whatever like I was all I kind of was aware of the fact that I was just like a chubster so it was like I was probably thinking nobody's gonna want to go out with me was she who you went to prom with no no who'd you go to prom with cat oh (laughs) (laughs) moving on So can you tell us more about the time that you tried to ask Megan out and sort of bombed? Um, 
I don't. Okay, so this is what I remember. How old were you? Give me the situation. What were you wearing? What was the problem? <laughs> okay, this, I need to know. Okay. Set the scene. I don't know how old I was, but I remember I was in my room, which was like second floor, Perrysburg, Ohio, bunk beds still. Why did you have bunk beds if you were an only child? I just love the concept <laughs> yeah. of bunk beds. It seemed so cool. You had an option of sleeping on the top bunk. You could change it up. But there was, like, nobody else. And I never slept on the top one. So it was basically sleepovers. Why didn't you get a canopy bed? What's that? A canopy bed is, like, the beds with the posts and it has, like, the top part. You don't sleep on top of it, though. It's like a princess bed. Okay, I wasn't living the luxe life like that. Okay, anyway, back to your story. Uh, so... I remember this kid I knew, Andy uh, Brungard, who was also my friend in Pennsylvania, and then we both moved different places. He moved to someplace else, but we eventually lived in the same town again in Ohio, and at that time, we had reunited, um, and he knew her because he lost weight. We used to just both be fat boys. He kind of knew her and was friendlier with her, and then... He was I feel like I ran it past him and he's like, no, she doesn't have a boyfriend or whatever it was. And then I called her. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. This phone's nervous. And I just, it was like one of those first times you call a girl situations. And I honestly, I maybe I blacked out like emotionally, but I feel like she literally did the, oh yeah, what, wait, what'd you say? And then I wanted to say it again, but I didn't. And it was just like the moment passed. Well, it was the 90s. Maybe she had a bad connection. Maybe her brother got on the internet and it started to go... She could have heard you. We don't know. Maybe she did. I don't. I would be interested to hear if she even even knows about this. Well, guess what, Megan? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) She flew here from Ohio just for this in a pandemic. So you talked about uh, your friend had lost weight. You were still a little fat kid. Do you feel like that added a bit, like a level of embarrassment? out because you're like you don't see that on tv like a yeah. lot at that time even the I mean, only movie i had was heavyweights and angus the movie both of which had you weren't getting chicks and i feel like that prevented me from asking a lot of girls out that i would have probably and also definitely adds a layer of embarrassment because the nightmare scenario is them being like "Ooh, you're fucking fat gross and then that's it which i would hope nobody does that but that's what i thought would happen if i asked the chick out i feel like nobody would say that to your face but they'd probably be thinking it at yeah. the time because like back then kids weren't as woke or whatever they call right their girlfriend and be like yeah. Dude, this fucking lard ass asked me out on a date that's why like i never like you're braver than me i never told any boy that i liked them when i was it was hard. I mean, I definitely, that steered me away from doing it because you, I didn't even get, like, it out. It wasn't even like I got a definitive answer. It was just, like, a blow-off. Even if she heard, maybe she did it. Maybe you're right. It's probably, maybe this is one of those situations <laughs> where I overanalyzed it, which, you know, I tend to do. So, that could you be do. it. Do 
you think it's harder for a fat boy or a fat girl at that age when it comes to crushes and acting on them? Um, I think a fat, uh, fat girl for sure. I think like a fat boy can like do what I did, which is be the class clown. Mm -hmm. Like I was very much trying to be like Chris Farley when I was a little kid. Yeah, so not gonna work for a girl. Yeah, and that's like, and also I feel like a dude would be way more harsh to a young, like a girl, like especially if you're like junior high age, where he might be like, "Ew, fucking, that's fucking gross," and then like they're more they I don't know I feel like that would just happen like a guy would be way more harsh than most chicks but then again I've known some heartless chicks in my life and heard some like shitty things you know? what's weird what I've noticed is like a lot of boys that I went to school with that I crushed on I look at their wives now and I'm like okay maybe you would have liked a bigger girl well, I think it's day. weird to like think about because I've had because I did go through the change of losing a bunch of weight and like people that knew me back then and stuff you like I remember me talking to somebody from when I went to high school and they were like oh you should have totally asked me out like when I was fat and in my head I was like well I think they're probably saying that because I'm skinny now and they can just say that and maybe like fluff me up a little bit but you never know like I think I did miss out on a lot of opportunities because I was worried that was like the main thing I was worried about was Megan someone that said that to you no no. But it was like that school I went to, I don't like, it's not like I have like that much trauma about it, but it was like a harsh place to, because I moved to that town when I was in fifth grade. So with like all of like the, the shitty things that you can think to have happen, like being the new kid, being fat, those all got like kind of thrown in my face early. And that was like a culture shock thing to me. So I think I was more anxious about that stuff anyway so i probably put way more thought about that part of it than even though it's like a fifth grader where you like oh i knew well i was just more concerned when i was in fifth grade because that was my first year there that i was just like i didn't want to stand out you know what i mean like other unless i was it was like a positive thing i didn't want to like in any way get called out or get called fat or get called like anything really a loser or whatever you know you just don't want to hear that when you're so Megan won you over with humor and sarcasm, and that sounds familiar to our story. Do you feel many of your relationships or, and or crushes had that base, or maybe just the best ones? Um, <laughs> definitely it worked out for sure, but um, I don't know. I just feel like my thing, because again, because I was heavy, and it just carried over to the rest of my life, like my way of... Like, when we first started dating, it was using my sense of humor as best I could, which I always think is, like, my strongest wow. thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a fucking critic. <laughs> but I think that was just, like, what I would start off with. And if it was going well, if there was, like, a rapport, it was based off of, like, you and me having, like, the same thing we did. Like, having a back and forth, going out, like, bullshitting and, like, making fun of people we saw or just making fun of, like, a shitty movie. And just having, like, that kind of a rapport. So, I don't know. I think that's the best ones for sure. But that was... It probably just happened naturally. Because that's how I tried to, like, ingratiate myself when I was dating and stuff. Would you say, though, maybe since Megan put, like, that into... Instilled that into you? Like, the girl has to get my sense of humor. And she has to be able to bring it back. 
Yeah, I definitely think. I don't know if it's because of her, but that's something I I would require. Like when you like that was a big reason why we kept dating. And lastly, where do you think you would be today if your first crush had worked out and you would have been sweetheart? Got married. I'd be living in Ohio, I guess. Which not a fan of that. I wouldn't want that. I'd be living in Ohio. I'd probably have a bunch of kids. Probably work at Kroger's <laughs> gas station. You probably. Think that you would still have the same job as you did years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't. I would have moved up to like management, but I'd still be working. You know, I'd be the guy that has the extra key in case somebody doesn't show up, and I'm just like the emergency dependable person. Gas station attendant. I mean, that's what you got. <laughs> that's what you locked into. You got the guy with that kind of potential. So, so anyone listening, I am single. Now. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, I guess I'm single too. So, ladies, so. you're from Ohio. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you again, Matt, for being my first guest on Crushgasm. Is there anything you'd like to promote or shout out other than your first crush, Megan? Um, Megan, shout out. Sorry for the embarrassment. Probably kind of weird, but hey, we're both doing great. So other than that, um, I do have two podcasts. Uh, one's called Ain't Life Funny. It's just kind of two dudes having mutual therapy. It's me and my best friend Aaron just talking shit. Uh, also, I have another bu- um, podcast with my buddy Steve. It's called Happened in the 90s. Uh, we talk everything that you know and love about TV, movies, pop culture in the 90s, and we also actually have been interviewing people uh, prevalent in the 90s, including uh, Patrick Thomas O'Brien, Mr. Dewey from Saved by the Bell, super cool. Um, So check that out. We have a website, we're on YouTube, we're on all major platforms, so please look at some of those. And uh, other than that, just shout out to you for trying something new doing something super cool and thanks for having me i appreciate it but i do live with you so kind of a no-brainer all right and you can find all the links to ain't life funny and it happened in the 90s below thank you again matt to my forever crush and we'll see you next time bye bye